and thanks for joining us on the DeCesare Group Podcast. I'm your host, Jim DeCesare. On this week's episode, we discuss community banking in Kentucky, why we need them, and their impact on our economy. My conversation with Bluegrass Community Bankers Association Executive Director Gary Brody is coming up. At the DeCesare Group, we understand the power of effective public relations in driving business growth and success. As a family-owned firm based in Bowling Green, Kentucky, we are committed to providing comprehensive PR solutions tailored to businesses of all sizes and their unique needs. Explore our solutions at the DeCesare Group. From crafting compelling content and amplifying your brand's voice through social media marketing to enhancing your online presence as a Wix icon partner, we've got you covered. Leverage our strategic business and economic development expertise, expand your reach with digital advertising, and capture attention with professional graphic design. The DeCesare Group has a proven track record in political consulting, developing successful campaigns and strategic solutions. For a limited time, the DeCesare Group is offering 25% off our standard social media package. Click the link in the show notes for more information. Partner with the DeCesare Group for effective solutions that drive your business forward. We're back. Kindly do us a favor and connect with the DeCesare Group on social media platforms such as Facebook, X, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter, Soka Economic Development and Business News, on our website at thedeceseregroup.com. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform. We want your feedback, too, so take a moment to leave a review and share your thoughts with us. This week on the DeCesare Group podcast, I talked with Gary Brody, Executive Director of the Bluegrass Community Bankers Association, who also happens to be a client of the DeCesare Group, and we'll talk some about that as well. Gary is a Glasgow native and holds a BS in accounting and an MBA from Western Kentucky University. He retired in 2020 after 38 years at Franklin Bank and Trust Company. He now chairs its board of directors and the board of the Franklin Simpson Industrial Authority. Gary serves on the WKU Board of Regents and is an active member of various organizations, including the Kentucky Society of Certified Public Accountants and WKU Finance Advisory Council. His community involvement spans leadership roles in the WKU. WKU Alumni Association, WKU Business Executive Advisory Council, and the Hilltopper Athletic Foundation. He also has contributed significantly to organizations like Big Brothers and Big Sisters, Rotary and Lions Clubs, Franklin Simpson Renaissance, and the United Way of Southern Kentucky. Gary and his wife, Gail, reside in Franklin, Kentucky, and here's my conversation with Gary Brody. Hey, Gary, thanks for being on the DeCesare Group podcast. I want you to share your insights on the vital role that community banks play in the state's economy and how they contribute to the overall economic well-being of Kentucky. Well, as a former community banker, I'm very pleased uh, to uh, share my insight on that. Community banks accept local deposits, and they normally make all their loans locally. Uh, That stimulates the economic growth and development within the community and also within the state of Kentucky. Community banks offer a variety of products that are tailored to the local customers. They make small business loans, SBA, government-guaranteed loans, agricultural loans, consumer loans, uh, most anything that uh, a customer would have a need for. They have a better understanding, community banks do, of their their local market. The community bank management lives within the local area. And uh, that's quite different than uh, management of a money center bank, which would live in, a, in an urban area. So uh, they're much more relatable to their local clientele. How are, uh, you made me think of a question here, but, but what, what is the difference between a community bank and, you know, one of the national banks? Uh, what, what's the difference there? Well, we, 
like to, I guess, classify banks into into three main categories. You've got community banks, which, in my opinion, are banks with assets less than a billion dollars that are in a non-metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. And then you have regional banks like uh, the banks here in Bowling Green, like uh, U.S. Bank, PNC. Right. They would be banks that would be a notch above that, probably between one billion and say, you know, a hundred to two hundred billion dollars. And then you have the money center banks, the top. 10 or so banks in the country that yeah. uh, the the J.P. Morgan Chase and the Wells Fargo and the Bank of Americas and so forth. I got you. Uh, those are the ones that are uh, the ones that have offices everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, my experience with community banks is, has been that, you know, you know everybody, first of all. But, but the people making the decisions are here locally as well. They're not scattered throughout, you know, either the state or the country. And a lot of times it, it's it's those personal relationships that – that community banks bring to the table that that are for me are the the different differentiating factor. Absolutely, I think you're going to steal my thunder. Oh, probably. Sorry, but that's fine. <laughs> no, I think uh, I'm going to say a term over and over today as we talk relationships. Community banks are all about relationships and relationships with the community, relationships with the customers. Uh, that's what kind of sets community banking apart. I think from the larger banks. So uh, can you can you Give some specific ways in which they community banks impact businesses and individuals within the community. Sure. Uh, again, as I said, decisions of all types, lending, investment, um, any related financial service that uh, the bank offers are made locally. Um, community bank management, they've got a lot more flexibility than larger banks do. And yeah. Uh, you can get an answer that way you can get an answer much more quickly than having to go through all the bureaucracy of a larger institution. So, uh, that, that's the thing that, uh, I think, again, that's one of the things that sets community banks apart from the larger banks. Yeah. And and I know from my past experience in some economic development deals and whatnot, it was just, it was so much easier, you know, not to, to, to knock on any other financial institution out there because they all serve a purpose and do good work. But, you know, when, when, when it came to time to get something that had to be done quickly and, and efficiently, a community bank came through a lot quicker than, than some of the others just because those decisions could be made right. pretty oh, quickly. Oh, yeah. I mean, if let's say ABC Company has a need for a loan and they need it now, I mean, within the next few days anyway, yeah. they can go into a community bank they gather all the information. The decisions normally made locally, either by maybe just by the lender themselves or a, a small committee that can get together on an ad hoc basis very quickly. Mm-hmm. In a large institution, in a larger institution, you may have to go through three or four different committees, and it may take weeks to get an answer. And then after that, the answer might not be what you want to hear. <laughs> right. So, um, and, and of course, community banks foster a sense of local connectivity and support. Uh, talk about the ways they contribute to the social fabric of the regions they serve. But you know the the communities they serve. I mean, from in Kentucky, it's all the way from you know Pikeville to Paducah. You know, we know that old saying, and uh, they're they're literally in every community in in, in Kentucky. At the risk of being redundant, again, I would just sure. say that we are community banks are deeply rooted in the communities they serve. Uh, they obviously support the local businesses. Organizations within the community, charities, schools, you give money to the community, in turn, the community gives back to you. I've had so many people, in fact, I've just answered a question on a 
uh, where the our, the bank that I used to work for has a weekly newsletter, and, and they just wanted me to ask what was, as part of our goals, which one was the, the most? And I said, you know, giving back to the community. And, and I always say whenever a customer will thank me for what our bank did for the community, I'll say, no, thank you, because you've given us much more than we'll ever give you. But it's definitely a win-win relationship. Uh, again, the, that term relationship comes up, but it's not only employee versus customer, but it's bank versus community. It, it's yeah, yeah. It's all it's all intertwined, and and, it and it's all working together. And and that's one of the great things about uh, community banks. And and given the uh, evolving landscape, talk about the challenges and opportunities community banks in Kentucky face today and how they can continue to thrive and adapt and ensure a positive impact on the state's economic growth in years to come. I think one of the big things community banks face is the consolidation boom that has happened over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. Back in 1990, in the United States, there were over 12,000 banks. Most of those were community banks. Mm-hmm. In 2022, it's it's around 4,000. So wow. it's, they, it's really decreased. In Kentucky... It hasn't been quite as drastic. Uh, I would say back in 1990, you were looking at a little over 200 banks, and now we're down to around 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the consolidation boom came to Kentucky a little bit later because of the state laws that uh, Kentucky had as far as uh, acquisition of branches and so forth uh, in the 90s. But uh, that, that's the one thing that uh, always is an issue with us. But in my opinion... There will always be a need for the community bank. Uh, you just, you, J.P. Morgan Chase is not going to want to come into uh, a small town in Kentucky that has a thousand people. They're just not going to put a branch there. It's not economically feasible. Right. But there is a need, uh-huh. and uh, community banks always fit that need. Yeah, and and you, you see it if you drive around South Central Kentucky, you see community banks all over the place, and and uh, they 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 are part of our our fabric our community fabric and it's just a it's a great thing uh anything i left out about community banks so i do want to talk about one other thing before we, we get out of here but sure uh you know i know there are 120 something community banks in kentucky with branches all over the place so you, you know there's coverage everywhere if you if you like community banking there's there's one near you again i think if you were to interview just the person off the street in kentucky and ask them what are the five most important things within your community bank's going to be in that top five most every time that every answer you get because yeah. they the banks touch your life either cashing a check or making a loan or going in and asking the bank to give to your organization uh it's always something that a community bank is there to serve the need and, and they have all the 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 same protocols and safety protocols and you know, looking out for for your financial well being and making sure that that people aren't getting into your funds. It shouldn't be as as other institutions as well. So the, the same types of services are available across the board. Community banks are examined just like the large banks from the <laughs> the examiners from the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation and the Kentucky Department of Financial Institutions. They want to be sure that their funds are protected. The funds they're insuring. Yeah, and uh, well. 
And that's that's peace of mind for for the customers and, Absolutely. and also for the, the the banks themselves, you know, to make sure that they're they're protecting their customers. You know, uh, the Decesary Group has had the, the great opportunity to work with you and uh, the Bluegrass Community Bankers Association for. It's hard to believe it's been almost two years since uh, we started uh, working together, and obviously we're grateful for our uh, partnership and uh, you allowing us to work on your public relations and marketing services. But would you mind? Uh, just talk about some of the advantages of working with us. Sure. Well, I, I think there's quite an analogy there as far as community banks working with customers and and our association working with you because you're local yeah. and we know you. We've known you for years. Uh, we know what you always, anytime you call, you pick up the phone immediately you get a decision maker. I get you, Jim, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm calling on the yeah, phone. If you and, call me, you're yeah, going to get me or text me. <laughs> right. And you're always prompt, reactive, and, and you always relate to our needs. And I think uh, you couldn't ask for any more, you know, than that from an organization other than maybe less fees. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm teasing. I'm trying to be comical, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I shouldn't be. Well, yeah, you probably shouldn't be here because <laughs> yeah, I got another piece of paper for you to sign after we're done here. No, <laughs> no but but we, we enjoy. And, I, you know, for, for those who don't know, some of the things that we do for you all is obviously we, we take care of your website and social media, but we, we handle your newsletter. Uh, we, we help you. Uh, coordinate uh, events such as your annual conference and and some of your forums and other events that go on and we try to we try to be your support team uh, in that area and it takes all of our team you know we, we're all involved in some form of fashion whether it's Brooke creating content just of working on the website or you just calling me to tell me what you need done uh, we appreciate the opportunity and we and we really enjoy working with uh, the board of directors at BCBA because they are all very, um, they're very active and and they're not a you know some boards you, or groups and organizations you work with, you know you you just deal with one person but I, I enjoy being a part of your board meeting sometimes because I get to talk with everybody else and they're from all over the state so you know again getting back to that community banking. Um, every every little community in this state is different. We have different regions of the Commonwealth that. Uh, there are cultural differences, so it's it's pretty neat getting to chat with with yeah. folks from all over the state. And we are truly a community bank organization. There are two banking organizations in Kentucky. Uh, one I think caters more toward larger banks a little bit, but ours, uh, out of the 120 banks in Kentucky, 15 of them have assets above a billion dollars. So our target market is that other 105. Yeah. And we have about 50 banks, and we only have two or three banks that are over a billion dollars in our organization. So we're we're catering to Main Street America, the the two hundred to five hundred million dollar bank in Kentucky. Yeah. So and and Main Street matters. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Gary, we really appreciate you being on the Decesary Group podcast. It's always good to see you, and we appreciate all that you do uh, for the community personally. You know, with your work in the, the Board of Regents and other activities that you that you are a part of. You know, we're a big WKU family here in South Central Kentucky, so we appreciate all you do. Well, Jim, I appreciate you and appreciate the DeCesar Group and helping us. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for being on the DeCesar Group podcast.
Great information about the Kentucky Community Banks. Thanks to Gary Brody for joining us this week. Hey, if you find today's episode or any of our episodes enjoyable, we kindly request you share your thoughts by leaving a review for the DeCesare Group podcast on your preferred platform. Stay connected with us on Facebook, X, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter, Soka Economic Development and Business News, on our website at thedeCesareGroup.com. This program is brought to you by the DeCesare Group, a locally owned, family-operated public relations firm dedicated to serving the needs of small and medium-sized businesses in South Central Kentucky. The engineer and the Jedi mastermind of this starship is Justin DeCesare. Our content contributors are Brooke Mattingly and Amy DeCesare. I'm Jim DeCesare, and thanks for listening to the DeCesare Group Podcast.